0: Welcome to the J2 Hub Podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real-life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sohota, we bring you exciting real-life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot
1: topics, and that little bit more. Welcome to another episode of the J2 Hub Podcast with myself, James. I'm super, super, super excited today because I'm joined by someone who I've wanted to question for a long, long time. It's Craig over here, Craig Sullivan. I've been following him for a long, long time. I can't actually remember how I came about him, but I think somebody might have recommended him and said, go check this guy out. He's singing, he's dancing, he's doing all kinds of stuff. And as soon as I went onto his profile, I realised, you know, this is one of the guys who's really doing something real, something that's, um, you know, not overly... Polished or overly marketed just for the market, just for people to see. Look, look at me. I'm a property developer. This really was the real, real deal. So when you agreed to come on the podcast, it's fantastic. Cause, uh, like I said, I want real cats on the show, real people that have gone through the whole grind, the whole kind of, you know, the early days of trying to raise finance, the difficulties that people face in property. So yes, I'm super, super excited to get Craig on it. So I'll. Hand you over to Craig. Craig Sullivan over here, everyone, for the, for the old podcast. Thanks for having me, James. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for coming on. Um, so I'm going to start, Craig, first of all. I wanted to ask you, um, when did your journey in property begin? And do you want to tell the listeners and the viewers, what were you doing before you fell into property?
0: So before property, I was working in the corporate world in media, media and broadcast. So I was working for uh, MTV. Uh, before nice. I went into property full-time. But I, be, the, my very, very start of the journey was back while I was at university here in Medway. And uh, basically, when I came here, I'd always had an interest in, in property because my dad, he was a builder, and he, he ran the very traditional model of, like, buy a house, a family house, renovate it, sell it on for a profit, move on to a bigger one, renovate it, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So I kind of always had that intel, and, and my dad would always invite me to... Uh, onto um like doing little bits and bobs like guttering painting and stuff like that which built up my like tools so to speak which I look back on now and I think thank god he did that because that that's what really gave me gives me the edge because now like when I get quotes when I speak to builders you can kind of tell if they're like yeah if they're a bit yeah exactly exactly exactly. so that was a that was a massive skill set to have but back then you just think oh I'm just working for my dad doing a little bit it's earning a little
1: bit of money you know yeah yeah so um
0: so, yeah, I went into, um... The Do you broadcast. mind me
1: asking how old you were when your dad was taking you out on, on oh, the site with you? Twelve, thirteen. 12, Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, literally really, really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, really young. Um, uh, because he needed, uh, yeah, an extra pair of hands, basically, Chip like lifting labor. stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's what it was, but at the yeah. same time, yeah, I was learning a shed load, so it was all good. So, um... So, yeah, I was working for uh, MTV. Um, I worked in the content distribution team. So, as you know, MTV has a shared load of content, like MTV Cribs, um, Geordie Shore, all of that stuff. So, what my role was within the team, I was the coordinator. So, I would then sell... or or help log where we sold those rights so as you know you don't just watch TV on TV anymore Mm -hmm. you watch it on your phone you watch it on PC you watch it on on cable on satellite all of that stuff so all of those had different rights and, and different money so anyway long story short I worked for MTV, absolutely loved it, great company to work for, it was in Camden, really quirky part of How town. How did you
1: get into MTV, don't mind me asking?
0: So yeah, again, so I started here in, in Medway studying business and, yeah. and part of the degree was you had to do a year in the industry. Okay. So um, so yeah, part of the, uh, the part of my application was to just apply to a shed load of companies yeah. and try and um, yeah get a placement. And this was in, like, 2008 time. So, obviously, this was the crash. Yeah, yeah. So, it was tough. But, anyway, I managed to get an interview with Disney. um, And I managed to secure a job there doing exactly the same thing as MTV. So, logging, basically, in an intern... And then, uh, then a coordinator and stuff like that. So yeah, I, 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 basically never went back to uni after that point. All right. So you did, did you finish off your course? No. No, All right. No, okay. No, no, no. So technically okay. I'm a dropout. Uh, <laughs> because I've just, I continually extended it. I think you've got a maximum of four years. Right. Uh, and after that point, then they say, look, either you're either coming back this year or, or, you're, not. You, yeah. or you're not on your so, boat. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, no. Um, so at the back of my mind, I always wanted to get into property. I always knew you needed money to do that, right. so I landed a really good job at Disney. Um, it gave me the security. It was a fantastic company to work for. Um, I worked with people who were at the top of their game, like, and, and that's what I was like while I was there. I was like a sponge. I was like yeah. looking at people how they conducted themselves, um, like, and a little like Disney. That's such a big company. Mm-hmm. They've got the best people. Like they've got the best accountants, tax advisors, legal things, and all of that. I, all of these I was. These were people I was having like teas with in the kitchen and stuff right, like that. Right. So little things, I was just a sponge, just soaking it all up. Um, so yeah, that was Disney. And then I got offered a permanent role at Disney. Um, okay. and that's when i said, you know what, I'm not going to go back. And that's when I, that's when I was on like a full-time wage. I was earning a lot of money. Um, and then, th- and then it came back to the thought of, okay, Gillingham. I remember while I was there, th- the accommodation I was in was poor, very, very poor. My landlord, he was a bit of a scumbag, like, yeah. so to speak. Um,
1: and what would you say the property was like you say it's poor I mean do yes. want to give us a quick description yeah
0: so mismatched furniture right um, just white very basic like basic right. Like okay. TV was like a, those massive TVs a hunchback yeah, like, yeah hunchback <laughs> TVs um, uh, mismatched furniture um, single beds it was it was basic right very very basic and yet we were paying something like four fifty a month per so it's room. charging
1: you top rent yeah
0: top whack okay. top top whack um, and that's when I saw a gap in the market because um, like I said with, with my dad's contacts he had friends in property uh, he was in property so I thought hold on a minute I'm paying 450 and yet the property value is like 110 grand
1: yeah
0: hold on a minute and there's four of us in this house that's surely a good rate so that's when the penny dropped and yeah. I thought right if I'm going to get into property I didn't I had, back when I was younger I always knew I wanted to get into property didn't know the strategy didn't know how I was going to get there
1: and then when I came to uni I thought aha this so is what the gap. was it? What was it back then that mm. made you realise you was always going to get into property? It was just
0: like growing, up, just watching my dad. Like you know, when you'd watch like Property Ladder, Homes like, Under oh, the yeah, Hammer, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. My dad, he would always like size himself up with the guy on the TV. You know, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, and, and back then again, looking back on it now, it was all learning because he yeah. was going, oh, why didn't he do this?" or um, or he, sh- he should have done that and, and the penny that really dropped for me was that my dad done all the trades and yet you're on TV you're watching like a hairdresser no disrespect <laughs> to hairdressers but you, you're watching hairdressers like building a portfolio of like nearly fa- half a million up in Manchester because that's yeah. what I watched I watched Sarah Beanie, Um Sarah Beanie's property ladder and I remember some girl on there She, she and she She timed it right with the the, with the market. That obviously helped massively. But she never lifted a paintbrush, and she was getting people in to install like a a, a two grand kitchen for like ten grand. And I'm and I'm me and my dad would have conversations going. That kitchen cost two grand from Magnet B and Q, whatever. She's paying ten grand, and yet she's still making Making profit. So that's when I thought I kind of thought, well, if she could do it, and she's not doing anything then what kind of profit am I going to make when we're doing everything and, and cutting costs and, and probably doing it to a better spec than that?
1: Yeah, okay. That, that was kind of the... So without yeah. even knowing, your dad having this program on in the background was just putting messages in your head from a very, very early age. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd say it's pretty similar mm. for us as well. We'd always have that Homes Under the Hammer program on and one of your uncles would be like, oh, you know, I could do it better than that. Mm, mm. And you, you like, like you say, early on, things register in a child's head. Yeah. So yeah, i see where you're coming from with that right yeah, yeah. okay yeah so once you um so once the penny dropped for you in Gillingham, when you thought, okay, there's four of us living there, we could make I could make this amount of money mm-hmm. for myself what was your what was your first venture, what did you do after that how did you get into it? how did you get the money yeah, so basically, I've always
0: been quite entrepreneurial so um while I was at uni, well, sorry, before uni, I had like an online business so okay. I was selling men's clothes. So right. um, it wasn't like anything named or anything. It was like Zara and stuff like that. How did like, that go so, for you? Uh, really well. Okay. Um, it all come about when I was listing some things on eBay, yeah. like some old clothes and stuff like that. And someone got in touch with me from China. Uh, her name was Ming Li. I still remember um, her. I still remember her. <laughs> yeah, she, she made me a lot of money. So, yeah. um, so Ming Lee, she was like, hi, um, and it was broken English, but it went along the lines of, hi, please check out my website. Uh, we'll give you free samples. Um, uh, look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is weird. And I thought it was like spammy. But back then, like this is like 2000, 2006, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah when earned, eBay was yeah, really yeah, kicking it, off. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So back then, you go, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll click on it. And there was a website... And there was some really nice shirts and stuff like that. So, um, I thought free samples. I'm going to get oh, some really? free club yeah. here. Yeah. So I ordered some samples. Um, and she sent, through, and, and about 10 days later, she sent through some shirts some jeans. And, and I think that was it at the time. And I worked at a nightclub at the time and, um, okay. I, I put it on. It was a black, like really nice fitted, um, not, not silk. I don't know. To give that. It, it was like high quality, yeah. like, but it looked, it looked expensive. So I went, went out to work and, and a lot of people go, oh, new no shirt. And I, I, I literally, I was getting comments on it yeah. for, for, yeah, every time I wore it, I was like, oh, I like your shirt, mate. Where's that from? And then it got to the point where I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to say, I sell them. So I said, yeah, I'm actually selling stuff, stuff like this because I looked on the website and I knew what she had. Anyway, long story short. I started ordering more samples, yeah. and um, she said, well, "Okay, on the next one you're gonna have to order." So the price I was getting these shirts at was something like four pound a pop, yeah. And I was sell- I was selling them for like tenner at first. Obviously, the markup was quite small, but I was doubling my money. I was happy. I was getting free clobber, etc. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, and then yeah, I was I was doing jeans, I was doing socks, um, yeah, shirts, jumpers, all all like really smart stuff. And um, the only problem, though, was every time I went out, everyone was wearing my bloody clothes. I was like, yeah. oh, God. You um, all look the same, We all look the same. I was like, oh, God. And then, uh, then I started going on eBay, selling it on there. And uh, I was paying so much on eBay fees. I thought, Do you know what, I'll set up a little website. So, um, yeah, I set up a little website. And um, I, was, I was, yeah, basically, back then, I know eBay are on it now. You can't really divert yeah. That they're yeah. on it and they'll, they'll go, no, you can't do that. But back then they didn't have none of that in place. So it was all, everyone would come to my website and I'd say more clothes, click here. Then I'd do a link direct to my website. So I was saving on fees
1: and people were, just and, buying. And
0: people were buying and I, I make uh, yeah, really good money out of it. And, nice. and then, yeah, I went to the, went to uni, um, continued that as well there. And uh, yeah, so that gave me the bucket, and then that's when I thought, right. So, is that where you got your initial pot of cash from? Then from, from working, I also worked in in the in, in the, the nightclub. Night I worked in a baker's. Okay, um, and I worked for my dad as well. Yeah. So yeah, I was full on.
1: I was. I was literally so you knew on. very early on that you needed to get this pot of cash together. Absolutely. Okay. Right. okay.
0: I, it was it was drilled in, and my dad would never give me anything. Yeah. Like, Christmas and stuff like that, he'd, he'd spoil me if I was good and, and I'd earn yeah. it. But yeah, you know, he was very much that you get out what you, you yeah you get out what you put in. No easy uh, handouts. No easy handouts. No okay. way. No way. Yeah, not with my dad. And um, yeah, I, I'm really thankful for that because it's taught me the value of money, value yeah. of, of work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it teaches you a lot of things. It's a great lesson yeah. from him. So it looks yeah. like
1: your dad was a, a real kind of influencing factor, yeah. real, real early on then. Oh, and them. he still is. Like, oh, okay. Yeah,
0: he still reins me in and stuff like. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. He's you're not always... buying that sign, you yeah, not? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like flash stuff. Like I'm, I'm tempted to buy some, and he's like, well, "Why would you want to do that? As soon yeah. as you drive it off the four
1: court, that's thirty grand God, that's it, yeah. so, you know?
0: He's, he's always there, which is brilliant. It, it, it keeps me focused. Sits on your shoulder every exactly. time you're
1: about to make exactly. a stupid decision. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so let me take you back. So now you've <laughs> got this pot of cash. Yes. Um, what did you do? What was your first move?
0: Yeah, so I bought a brand new Corsa, <laughs> yeah. but that was too that was that was while my dad was in Ireland. So while I was at uni, my dad actually moved to Ireland, right? Because he had a plot of land, so he went to build a house over there. Because right, that's okay. where my dad's family's from, yeah. And uh, in Kerry, so uh, they went over there to build the build the uh, the house and set up a building business. Obviously, 2008 came, crash happened, Ireland got hit first, so yeah. that kind of threw a threw a spanner in the works. So, um, I said to my dad, look, I'm not happy with, with the house. Things are going wrong. I think we could do a good, uh, much better, um, deal. I've got friends that I know for a fact I could market to and, and get some tenants in. I could live there as well. Yeah. And I'll save money. Um, that was, that was my main focus is saving money, um, on rent. So the, the, the seed was planted there. And while we, he was over there, he was like, okay, well, I'm over here. I'm dealing with my own shit. Yeah. Like, things happening. Bad. Bad things are happening over here. I've got to keep my head above water. If you're serious about it, you front the deposit. I'll do the rest, and and we'll go from there. Right. So okay. So uh it got. And I was looking for properties, and it, it, he wanted to go the auction route. So he right. had he had yeah, some yeah. cash. I had some cash. He said, right, if you're serious, go for the auction route. And I was like, oh god. But auction, it's it's all a lottery. It's whatever yeah. comes up, isn't it? Whereas Whoever's there on the
1: day, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Anyway, so so an auction came up, a house on Skinner Street, and uh, I was like, this is perfect. So I rang up my dad, told him, Dad, I found the house. It's perfect. It's it could be a four bedroom. It's currently a three bed. It's like an eight minute walk from uni. And he was like, I think he was on a, on site, and he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And he was very like dismissive, like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever, deal with it, like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Um, And and the guide price was like eighty to ninety thousand. Yeah, and um, I thought right, perfect. So uh, so yeah, I I had about fifteen grand in cash at at that time. So I thought, you know, I'm going to go to the auction. Right and, and see what this is all about and, and get this house. Because my dad said he, he's gonna front it. Perfect. Yeah yeah. So um I'm on my way to Maidstone where the auction house is, I yeah. give my dad a call. Best club right? yeah. Yeah, I'm like, No, this is it. I was I was wearing pumps and yeah. uh, like a cardigan yeah. and uh, like a white t shirt. Like I was I was only like twenty at the time. Something like that, so I thought, yeah, I'm just some uni kid. So um so I rocked up to the auction and uh no, on the way there I phoned my dad, I was like, Dad, uh just letting you know, I'm on my way to the auction as I said, and he was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? I said, Dad, I told you I'm going to the auction, yeah. I'm buying that house Skinner Street. Whoa, 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 when did you say this? I said, Dad, it's about what a month ago, like come on, like. And I've been talking to you throughout the days, come on, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, so what's what's the maximum price you're going to pay? I haven't even seen this house, where is it? And I said, Look, Dad, it's all right, I've, I'm, it's going to be a winner. Um, alright, what's the maximum price you're going to pay for it? We, we've got to sort this out now. Otherwise, I'm not putting any money in. Right. So I was like, dad, alright, it says guide price 80 to 90. I reckon we could get it about 100. Um, let's just say worst case 120 because it's worth about 120 maximum worst case. Like, right, right. All right. You go a penny over 120. You're in it on your own. You, because you, you're front of the <laughs> deposit. All right, dad, fine. <laughs> Hang up. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm, well, my heart's going. Lock comes up.
1: Yeah, the up, pump yeah, 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 yeah. ended up winning it yeah.
0: at 116. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I uh, phoned my dad and I was like, Dad, we, we've won the house. And he was like, Shut up. You I said, I promise you, we won it. He goes, How much did you get it for? I was like, Dad, we got it for 150. He went, What? <laughs> I was like, No, no, only joking. Only Is joking. it 116? And he was right. like, Really? I said, yeah. He says, oh, so I've got to fly over and do all the, all the money. I said, yeah, because I've, I've literally put the, te- the 10, I think it was a 10 grand um, deposit down and the fees and stuff. So, yeah, I've paid that. I've got the receipt here. So he said, all right, I'll be over in a week. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. So he came over. And this and this was, the auction was in July. We completed in August. Right. It was 31 days. Completed in August. And uni was in September. So we literally, me, my mum and my dad, Literally was just stormed this house, like putting yeah. up partitions, electrics, all of that. Uh, we made it to a four bed ready for September. September so thankfully, intake. yeah. So right. thankfully, oh, right. I, I had mates at the time who who um, who were looking for houses. So because if
1: you'd missed that, yeah,
0: well, you'd uh, missed it for the whole year. Missed it, yeah, yeah absolutely, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, so my dad blocked out the whole of August because it was summer's holiday anyway, and uh, yeah, we spent the whole of summer, yeah, uh, just renovating this house, getting it all ready. Yeah. Uh, and again, it wasn't uh, compared to what we do now. It's nowhere near as good, but it was better than the competition at the time. Right. That right. was the key for us. And so.
1: Someone had already set the bar quite low, so for you exactly, to go in. Exactly.
0: It, right. it was easy. And that, that, that's. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of boom. That's where it all started, that, right. that moment. And and never, looking back now, I, at that point, I had no dream of opening up an agency, no dream of getting into more student lets. But that was the point. I saw an opportunity. I thought I could I can get. I can fill this, and I can yeah. live here. I can save money on my own rent, and my dad will obviously make a return out of it. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Yeah, so that was the point.
1: So, how did it feel when it was let and the first first rent dropped for you guys? Yeah, that's when I thought, okay, yeah, th- this
0: is this is this is good. Like yeah, we yeah. could do this again, um, and that's exactly what happened. So I thought, right, I need to save my money. Um, so, and I, that's when I got offered the full time role at Disney. Yeah. Uh, so I had, yeah, good, good money coming in. So I thought perfect. Cause, cause this first one, my dad obviously fronted, I put, only put the deposit. My dad fronted, uh, fronted, all, fronted the all the money in the build costs. Exactly. Right. But he was on the deed. So technically speaking, I didn't own a property then. Right. It was all in his name, but I helped it. So the deal was I'd pay the 10%. I wouldn't pay rent there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't a portion of the, of the, of the house. So my dad ended up giving me the money out of that. Yeah, I go here. You go when I said to him about another house that I saw at auction. So again, we went to the auction route again. Um
1: So what did you do? Refinance that first one and use the money on? Or? No, my dad just kept all of his money
0: in there, and okay. yeah, he he said, he "Look, I'll, I'll you buy you out." Yeah, exactly. My yeah. dad said, "Look, I'll buy you out. I'll give you a bit of profit on it." Yeah, Um and then we can do do another one if that's what you want to do. And I said, "Absolutely." So, right. um so that's exactly what he done. He gave me the pot of cash out, so he bought me out of Skinner Street. And uh, Do you still have Skinner Street, yeah, yeah we're
1: still oh, got fantastic. It. Yeah,
0: we still got it. What's it's, it look like today? It's oh, well, it's a completely different house. Yeah, yeah you've redone it, it a it, few times. Yeah, okay. redone it. And brand new kitchen, brand new bathroom, okay. all, all, yeah. all much higher spec now. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, baby, isn't it? That it is funny. that's where it all began. Yeah. Exactly, that's yeah. where it all began. And um, so yeah, then so that was yeah, so that was like the the very very first one um, between me and my dad. And then the, my very first one I bought auction again. And, uh, similar story. I, I phoned my dad, let him know what was going on, but I had a few setbacks with this one because it needed everything doing to it. The mortgage lender who viewed it said, uh, yeah, we're, we only value at 80 grand, even though the guide price yeah. was like 90 to 95, something like that. They said, Oh yeah, we'll we're, we're only prepare to value this at 80, which set me back quite a bit. Because um in my head I thought this was gonna go for what one, two, five, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So the day
1: one of your first big hurdles that you Exactly, came yeah, that across. was a big yeah. one. that was a shock to so yeah. I put all this
0: legwork in, I viewed it, done all the spec and I thought, right, this is gonna be better than Skinner Street. Yeah. And then literally like what, four days before the auction, uh, just to make sure everything was there, because obviously I was doing this one, not help with my dad, so I needed all the all the finance in place. They said, Yeah, we only value at eighty, so therefore we're only gonna lend you up to eighty grand, something like that. So it wow. knocked it. So it was a twenty grand shortfall because in my head this house was worth quite a bit and it, I, I in my head I thought this house is gonna go for no no less than ten grand, hundred and ten grand at auction. Yeah. Bearing in mind we bought Skinner Street at one sixteen, um and it was a few years later. So it, yeah, so long story short, I went to the went to the auction and luck came up, I ended up winning it. For 95 and a half grand. No way. Yeah, yeah. Cause my dad actually said, look, there's no point in you even going there. If you haven't yeah. got a finance in place, there's no point in you even going there. And I said, well, I've booked it off work now. I might as well go. Yeah. And I just had a lucky day at the auction. Yeah. I, I the swear gods to you, were on your the, side. The gods day were day, on my side. They were right. just meant to be. Uh, and I got it at 95 cause my, um, my limit was, I think was 90. Right. So I got it for 95 and a half. Cause in my head, I thought, what's five grand? I can get five grand. If I really need to get five grand, I'll, I'll get it. it. I'll yeah. find yeah. it. Yeah. I'll beg, borrow, steal, whatever. I'll get it. Um, and then it went to five and a half. And, and, and that was it. The, yeah. the hammer dropped. And I was would like, you have oh gone any God. higher, do you think? I don't think I would have, you know? Nah. No. Yeah. I think my, with auctions, yeah. you've got
1: to realize mm. when to walk away from a deal. Mm. Cause a lot of ego can come into a lot of testosterone, isn't it? That's You're right. like, oh, get yeah, this yeah. 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 I've seen it in auction rooms before, but okay. So then, um, so it kind of just snowballed from there, did it? Exactly. So yeah, got that one set up
0: and then um, that one was actually recorded by Homes Under the Hammer. So they, okay. they approached me after the auction and said, yeah. look, we'd love to record you. Are you up for it? i have to say, check yeah. That out. yeah, yeah, I've got it it. It's 2011 this one. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so it's funny how it all snowballs because when that aired, I had someone contact me going, hi Craig, got a random email. Hi Craig, I saw you on Homes Under the Hammer Thought he was really inspirational. Um, I've been looking to get into property for some time. I'd love to meet you. Yeah. God knows how he got my details or how he found me because I didn't have a business set up back then or anything.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, and yeah. And now he's an investor. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Now now I've kept in touch and, yeah. and now and now we've and now he's an investor. But yeah, it goes to show you how things just.
1: See if you could. This is what I was talking about earlier. If you yeah. could attract someone just from a small clip like that on a TV, imagine what you can do with a. Kind of social presence, yeah, like a big social presence, a hundred percent, yeah. Okay, so you're now what? You still you still buying or absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, the the yeah, so the transition from number
0: one from Charter Street or number two, whatever you want to look at it. Um, I thought right, and again it filled away, and I sold that off plan. So that that again was quite tight. So I had to sell it off plan. Uh, When I say sell, I mean let. Uh, So I found tenants for that. And uh, I thought, right, this is the- I'm on to a winner here because yeah. all of my properties are better than the competition. I know I'm going to beat them to the punch when it comes down to letting. I need to focus on this and I'm earning good money out of it. Um, and then, yeah, I just kept it to that strategy. So I thought, right, buying student lets, earning as much money as I can, reducing my expenditure. Because ultimately, at the- back then I didn't know about pitching to people to get finance.
1: Yeah, That yeah. wasn't
0: in my frame of mind. It was just, right, I need to do this by myself. How am I going to fill up the pot to buy a new one? Cutting expenses, living like below my means, stuff like that. So earning as much money as possible. Get second, third jobs. Because while I was working at Disney, I was also working at Ted Baker right. in um, Westfield. Okay, uh, is it Westfield? Yeah, West, Westfield. And um, so yeah, I was just constantly earning and earning and earning. So yeah, yeah. Um, and that always looks good with a lender. So uh, so yeah, it got to the point where I was building my portfolio. The portfolio income then matched my. Corporate in, well, it exceeded my corporate income, yeah. Quite, yeah, exceeded it. But I Did that happen it quite going. quickly? Um, it happened about two, yeah, it took about two or three years. So it so it, it so was you just, literally
1: replaced your financial income from, yeah. from your job yeah. within two years. Yeah, I'd say when I was about 25, yeah, and I, I, across I how many deals? That's about three deals, yeah. No, it just goes to show, yeah. It, yeah. Well, that's a yeah.
0: student HMO market, that's and yeah. that's another thing as well. I started looking at other other strategies like the normal buy to let, yeah. The income wasn't there, yeah, in comparison. Um, professional HMOs. I don't. I didn't think Gillingham had the professional HMO attraction, right? Because um, it's quite uh, not. probably would say deprived area, but it's it's a low income area. Okay. So it worked perfect for the students because it was cheap stock. The university here was thriving. Yeah. So for me, it was just I saw that and I just thought right. And the competition was crap. So the opportunity was just staring me in the face, and so yeah. I've got to act on it. I've got to act on
1: it, and, I, and and I just grew on that. So, how long before your uh, competition started to get a little bit upset and started to up their game?
0: Yeah, so it's funny you say that. So the the, the landlord who who I had, he's massive. He also operates in Canterbury as well, right? And uh, he's a bigger time developer now, so he's focused in on the halls right, side of okay. things. So, that, so where I was focusing on 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 the houses, on the HMOs, he was focusing on full on university purpose built accommodation, right? So. In that sense, he he's upped his game because he's focusing on that side, so it's perfect for me because he's kind of let me grow. And bearing in mind, I was just a twenty-year-old boy back then. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, if you fast forward to today, we've we've got ninety HMOs. Right. We, we've got more properties than he ever had. Right. And and our competition, and, and we're like probably the number one student letting agency in Medway. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a claim! Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I, know, claim. I know, I know. And that's not me. Being big-headed, it's just that uh, back then that's that's what. But he, I'm quite paranoid. I'm always searching the market for oh, who's coming in, who's coming in, because yeah. all you need is someone with that hunger, yeah. that vision, like you had. But and, and boom, next yeah, thing yeah. you know, he's he's there. Yeah.
1: so Oh, no, fantastic! So yeah. are you and this landlord pals now, yeah? No, really, no. I've never met him.
0: I <laughs> know of him. I've just I've never met him. No. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm sure he knows who we are now because um, our, our signs are everywhere. Right. Um, but I've never actually met him. I've got a lot to thank him for. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, he probably doesn't want to hear this. Um, yeah. But it's because of his houses, state of his houses, that I thought I can better this. I, I can use my strengths, mm-hmm. use my entrepreneurial vision, and, and 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 do something. And it's just back then, you just never know how big things can become. Yeah. And and how things link in and and grow it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So um. So
1: yeah, I owe him a lot. But yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What's your opinions on um, the way a HMO should look? Because I was at a, a PPN event the other day and I met um, a company called, um, I think it was May Green Investments. Oh, yeah. And their HMOs just, you look yeah. at them and they are such design led. Yeah. And when we got into the nitty gritty of it, they were saying that they don't actually cost that much. They're only spending a little bit extra than you know like a normal landlord would mm. but it's very very design led I mean what's your opinions on the way HMO should look uh, 100%
0: exactly exactly. that May Green Investments know them very well follow them on social media yeah uh, big shout out to them because yeah we, we're talking at the moment as well yeah and um yeah, one hundred percent. That's what you need to do. You need to future-proof your HMOs. Like the HMO market is competitive. Yeah. Like no matter where you go, people because mm-hmm. because of the it's the in my opinion it's the best strategy to to pursue because the income's there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, in my opinion, it's the best strategy to pursue. But it all depends on what your circumstances are. Whether you want the hassle, whether you don't, whatever. Yeah. But if you're prepared to put in the work, um, that is the most lucrative strategy for me. And and I think the student let market, student HMO market is trumps everything but I'll talk about that later but um, but yeah the, the way to go for HMOs is to future-proof your investment how mm-hmm. do you do that you've got to stay ahead of the game you've got to know what all the trends are mm-hmm. um, and this is where I think I've become quite competitive is because I can do the work cost-effectively so rather right. than pay a builder right. 20 grand to do the work I could probably do it for 5 yeah. uh, or half that um, yes you're putting in your own time but as long as you, you don't mind that then mm. what's the problem that at the end of the day I'll always if we're going to an auction, for example, you've got a budget, I've got a budget. My budget is obviously going to be lower than yours in terms of refurb, yeah. so I'm going to win that. So yeah, of to answer your question, HMO should for the professional and student let market. They need to tick their boxes, right. and you need to make them look as glossy and as as future-proofed as possible because it's all good Let it's easy letting a brand new property out that's the easy bit yeah it's three or four years down the line and you're like why is my house not letting yeah yeah, yeah, why am i not getting the market rate that's 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 the key so it's all about the design and then it's about maintenance yes that's that's the next big one and do you have a void period in the year when the students are off we do yes that would be between august and september
1: and you use that for maintenance? We use that okay. to spruce Fantastic. it straight back up. Yes. Right, right, right. Constantly staying on top. Yeah. Cause yeah. like I'm, I'm in the HMO market myself. Mm. And, uh, you know, I hate to admit this, but I've got HMO in London and I've had it for years and years and years. And, um, back then. I didn't even know that the agent had done a rent to rent on me oh no yeah but because it just worked for me it's, yeah. it's a house it's a big 7 bed HMO I've yeah. owned the house for ages yeah. I'll just let the agent have it he pays me a nice tidy sum I could probably make mm. you know a few few hundred pound more on it but mm. I thought for the hassle we can have it but this <laughs> is a bad house yeah, you know it's yeah. a bad bad house and I I went round there the other day after probably four years I've not been in it <laughs> and considering it's only half a mile from where I live <laughs> yeah, I walk past yeah. it all the time I walked in there and I, I was disgusted by the way it was because yeah. that's not how I left it, mm. you know. And there's, like you say, this it's not design-led or anything. It's bad. Mix-match furniture, like um, even the fire system, big bulky wires just taped to the wall. I'm looking at silicon this thick around the whole <laughs> of the bath <laughs> and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, this is not what I do now, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's, that's target number one on my yeah. hit list is, yeah. is going for a full reefer because... 100%. I think I agree with you, like, um, you get loads of people saying, especially old school landlords saying, oh, James, you know, why do you want to spend that much money? Mm. And you think, it isn't that much more, mm. you know? It's a few hundred quid more to have somebody have somebody nice to live, yeah. you know? And, and it's not just that, it's, it's the whole mentality behind this.
0: They'll attract a better tenant, yeah. they'll look after it more. And this is a, a lot of stigma attached with student Is uh, The first thing I speak to a, with a landlord, oh, won't they wreck it? Yeah. No, they won't wreck it. If if they wrecked it, I wouldn't have a business, or yeah, I wouldn't be in this. Do you know what I mean? If they come in, yes, you get the old one or two, but then you get that with any yeah. um, t- uh, tenant segment. You get that in the professionals and serviced accommodation houses do get wrecked, but as long as you yeah maintain it to a very high level and put the right systems in place, like guarantors, yeah. um, your inventory very thorough. Like we do video inventory, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, so they've got no leg to stand on, and you educate them on how to do little things. You're going to be fine. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of moving parts to it to get the, an ideal let. but yeah the landlords go oh
1: well don't they wreck it yeah
0: no that that stigma's gone
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah no no yeah. that's fantastic to know yeah because uh, um, I'm with you on this and I'm definitely May Green, I thought they were so so good at this event that you know I've been in HMOs for a while but I've actually booked myself on their HMO day on yeah, the 24th yeah, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to it because I want to just see what they're doing you know mm. I want to I want to speak to Sarah and Rob and find out you know, how are they doing these things? Because I only want to better the living conditions for the tenants that are living mm-hmm. there. For me, mm-hmm. I've always said, especially moving forward now, when I went into property full time a few years ago, is that if it's not good enough for me to live in, why is it good enough for someone else if it exactly. looks shabby or, you know, yeah. shy? Great. So yeah. we've got it to a standard now. We look at everything now, whether we sell it, whether we rent it. If we would live it live in it, then it's ready to sell, mm. you know, or rent. Mm. If there's something that bugs us, we just won't even let it or put it up for sale. So mm. and I think something that May Green said was you need to start looking at tenants as clients and customers That's right. rather than just ah, oh, he's a he's a dirty little tenant who's gonna, mm. you know, pay me a load of money each month. So yeah. are great. you finding a lot of older school landlords, you know, the old rogue landlords that had the dodgy houses are shifting stock now, selling up and just moving on? Uh, I am
0: actually yeah the older school because it just makes sense I guess for them where they're at because a lot of them have sat on the properties they haven't refinanced it so they've got a lot, lot of e- equity there yeah. and with all the tax changes that have come in for their actual income for rental income they're just thinking do you know what it's just taken the sting out of it a bit do you know what let's cash in. So, yeah, so yeah, um, so yeah I'm, I'm definitely seeing that about you. Yeah. Finding some deals, absolutely, yeah. This definitely before the election as well. Yeah, um, I thought, Do you know what, it's quiet. It's, it's. There's not much on the market. There's not much activity. It replicated. The um the build up to Brexit, actual the referendum and stuff like that, where I picked up a really good deal actually opposite the office. so I'll talk about that another time. But um I put in an offer a cheeky offer and it got accepted and and I've made a, a good whack just on a, that. Well, yeah, how did that yeah, just yeah, come exactly? Out. The thing is I put it in before loads of investors came onto it and and it got nabbed for a really high price. And then six months after, obviously investors got a bit scarce. They thought, oh referendum, oh my god. And on the day of the referendum, obviously it came out a week after that. I got a phone call from the agent going, oh, yeah, you know that house you view, Baden Road? I was like, "Yes." Said, well, the landlord's like really desperate to sell because he's in a chain. He's already found his house and, mm-hmm. the, and the investor's dropped out. And I was like, okay, well, uh, my offer still stands. And this was like a cheeky offer back in March, yeah, yeah. I think it was. And obviously
1: yeah. the, the referendum was in June. You didn't think of go that going even cheekier with the offer? No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, because I knew the numbers yeah, yeah, really, yeah, were yeah, lovely. Really I, didn't wanna, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to take the, the piss. But... um.
0: So yeah, so I thought that, that it was very similar conditions back then, and this time I learned from that. So I, I leveraged, I, I put uh, like a lot of marketing on JVs, yeah. and uh, yeah, a lot of people came to me. Um, and yeah, we got—I think I've got about uh, about four or five properties going through now. Oh nice, yeah, four, okay. four, four, four properties. One, five, it's five, but one of those is my my home, home, and, okay. that, and that was a that was a brilliant. So yeah, that that. I was, think I've seen a snap of that. that yeah, that looks tasty yeah, there, yeah, doesn't. and. Um, and that I got a really good price. Because yeah. that's, at, again, that's at the top end of the market. Yeah. So stamp duty is a killer. Yeah. So it just, it was, and I had nothing to sell. I had yeah. no chain. So I was, I was in that right position to put in a really cheeky offer. Yeah. yeah. And I cannot wait to get the keys for that. Yeah. yeah. No, that looks nice. <laughs> I'll <Which laughs> show that. Yeah, yeah. I did see yeah.
1: that. You know, one thing I was going to ask you, when you hmm. went into, when you announced, obviously you were in property full time, what yeah. was the reaction of, say, your friends around you, like your mates, your buddies, your family? What did they say when you said, I'm Craig, I'm a full-time property developer. Yeah. So, What, it, what was uh, people's take on that?
0: It, it was It was actually, my mum and dad, obviously, they, they knew this is what I wanted to do from day one. Yeah. So before I left my job, I actually built up quite a bit of a safety net. So I had my income from property, which was more than what I was earning through the corporate job. So that kind of ticked the box there. Uh, my only regret saying that is that I probably should have left sooner. Right. I reckon if I left sooner, I'd have got a lot more, back, but I didn't. But, I actually rented this office space out um, right. as well part time. So I was working Monday to Friday my corporate job and I also sort of coming down here Saturday Sunday just sitting in the office and yeah. planning. So it it was quite gradual. It wasn't just like boom right I woke up one day and I'm like, that's it I'm I'm leaving. Yeah. It was a, a gradual process. I just made sure all the right pieces were in the right um all, all my ducks were in a row so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was kind of expected, but yeah, as soon as I um, put it on announced on Facebook that I'm now like a full time property, and you know you do you do a little status, like yeah, yeah, know, so yeah. A, lot, a lot a lot of work's gone into this, et cetera. So yeah, I've got a lot of a lot of love, I've yeah. Got, yeah, a lot of love, and um, I look back now and like I said, I'm so so glad I did it, yeah. Um, and my only regret is that I should have done it sooner.
1: Mm. Do you get
0: any haters? No, no, so not so much. I, I, do you know what? I had one hater, right? One. Hater. I went to school with a young girl. I won't name her, but. Um, I always put like, Oh, this is like when people go, Oh yeah, you're a big inspiration and stuff like that. I, I like to print screen it for my memories, you know, that was lovely because yeah. that guy didn't have to reach out yeah, and, yeah. and tell me that. How, so I, I put it on Facebook and go, oh, um, so blessed to, um, to do what I do. And I'm so glad I inspire people. And then one girl put yawn. Um, like what, 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 why don't you do something? Like, why don't you say something else? I'm like, mate, this is my Facebook. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll put whatever I want on there. Yeah. And I felt quite gutted because I thought we got on. And then she said something like that. And then, and then, but the, the beauty of this is other, all my other friends jumping on, like slating her and just saying, what is your problem? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah, doing yeah. positive stuff. And what, you're, you're, you're yeah. And for. you're, yeah, exactly. And you're trying to gun him down. So uh, although it started off quite shit. I was like, I was quite humbled to to see other people jump in and fighting on my behalf. It was nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It's always nice to have that. Mm. I think something small you do can have such a big impact on somebody else sitting there. Somebody might be sitting there actually hating their job and thinking, you know, what I really want to do something different. And you jump on and you show where you've come from. Mm. And part of the reason of this whole J Two Hub podcast is for people listening in that want to get inspired to do something. You know, yeah. Like you said, you would have left sooner. You know, you, you cut back all your expenses, you saved all your money. One of the things I love recently, which you posted, I think it was last year, is about, you know, you don't need a flash car, mm. you know. You just kind of home it back down onto just a work vehicle that you yeah. need. You know, you can chuck shit in there, yeah, get exactly. back. And, you know, the person in your position, you could probably have whatever car you want. Mm. But mm. at the moment, maybe that's just not the right thing, you know. So I think I think uplifting and inspiring people is a big thing. It's a massive thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, well done on that, yeah, mate. Thank well you, done. Yeah. So, what's your are you your strategy for the future? You continue with your HMO strategy? Yes, yeah, so I'll say this, the
0: the short term strategy now is because um, we've grown to like ninety, 90 HMOs. It's such a confined space, so yeah. a lot of people think, oh yeah, ninety HMOs is is a small amount of number. But yeah, it would be in context. But this is just in one town, like this yeah. is just in Gillingham and a little bit in Rochester. So we've got like four HMOs in Rochester. So 90 HMOs in Lower Gillingham is, is quite a a good saturation, as well as, um, you've got all the other little private landlords and stuff like that. So it's
1: not just 90, you've got time to buy the rooms Oh, Exactly, exactly.
0: So we've got like 330 rooms. Yeah, yeah, 330 tenants. Um, so, so yeah, so my strategy now is the market is becoming saturated. Like we, we're, we're at that point where we're, we're, we're letting houses, but to the wire. So th- right. this time last year, I thought, oh my God, we're not going to let this, these houses out. But we did. But to the wire. So uh, obviously, the the year is September till August, right? So we were getting inquiries like early September when I thought, oh my God, these houses are never going to let. I'm going to have right. to call the landlord out right. yeah. and say, yeah, because we also manage other people's stock. So I was going to ring up the landlord and so say, unfortunately, the house didn't let this year. But thankfully, we, we let it out. But um, it's saturation point. So in my head, I'm thinking, right. 90 is probably the cap after right, this point right, it's right. going to be a bit of touch and go so now i'm focusing on my portfolio so in right. my head i know that there's 90 houses that i can buy and i can fill right because that's the market right as long as they're above the competition yeah exactly as they're above the competition um that's it that that's the that's the that's the game at the moment i've got 14 so right. i've got quite a way to go so right. that's why i'm i'm screaming to investors like look let's get let's do something, give me your money because I know the market's this and also I'd say of that ninety, I'd say about twenty of those houses are below par. Right. And it's not I've gone to landlords, look you need to spend your money, you need to do this, you need to it's not like I'm 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 trying to push them out. I've told them, look, you need to up your game because your your house was like one of the last ones to go. Yeah. But they don't listen. They, well, they do listen, it's one in out next year, Craig. They say next yeah. year, and I'm like, well, next year's gonna be too late because next year you could come along to me, we could get a house together, and it'll be amazing. And so that they pushes quite, their they're out.
1: quite happy to just leave it unlet if it doesn't let.
0: Well, I don't think they are. I just think they're 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 quite ignorant. They think, oh no, it'll let, it'll rent out, it'll
1: yeah. rent out. It's
0: so, for like the sake of spending what, seven, eight, ten grand, something I'd like that? I'd say maximum ten grand, yeah. On like a, maybe a new bathroom, because it's yeah. like a bit dated. Um, maybe putting an ensuite in, because that's where the market's going. I'd say right. it's yeah. all about as many bathrooms as possible. But yeah, it's just like hitting your head against a brick wall, because I guess they don't see what I see. It's like, we just about, you were so lucky that you got your house rented this year, it wasn't it? Because I've got a great team behind me. Right. We're on it all the time. We're phoning people, going, yeah, look, are you still looking? Um, cause some agencies, they just sit back and watch the leads come into them, you know? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what, again, that's another reason why we've pushed through, cause we're very salesy. We're, yeah, we're hard Actively working, chasing yeah, active, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, very proactive. So, um, so yeah, that, that, I guess that's a, my strategy then. Yeah. It's to focus on my portfolio and building that for, for the longer term wealth game. Cause I'm thinking in the back of my head as well, why, why should I settle for like the, the, the small commission every month when I could be owning that property? Yeah. Um, of course. and it, uh, cause ultimately I'm built, trying to build a brand. Yeah, and student house Gillingham, and I want the best properties in that. Yeah. yeah. And if you're a landlord who doesn't listen to me or or, or doesn't get it, then unfortunately, see a you later. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's
1: fair enough, mate. That's fair mm. enough. Mm. So very much firmly staying with the student HMO strategy. Exactly. Yeah, 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 okay. tried and
0: yeah. Tried and tested. Yeah, tried and tested. I'll stick to what I know. Um, yeah, uh, it's working, and uh, yeah. and and the and the results we're getting from it speaks volumes. If I was just only getting a little trickle or something like that, I'd probably be diverse but. I'm all in on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Mm. What's your um what's your thoughts on uh, all this new stuff going around like rent to rent, essays and you know, rent to essay? I've got nothing against it, but it's not something that a strategy that I grew up yeah. with or a strategy I even, if I'm totally honest with you, completely hundred percent understand. Mm. What's your takes on it? So
0: rent to rent, um I think rent to rent is good for only one reason, mm. if you're living there. Right, And what I mean by that is, let's just say, like like what your agent done, I guess, is approach you as a landlord. Yeah. Again, this is the whole mindset of saving money. So if you're a landlord, you own a, a four-bedroom house, I'll come to you as the landlord and say, look, Mr. Landlord, I will pay you X amount to rent the whole house out, and I'll live in that house rent-free. And mm-hmm. I'll rent out the other three rooms which will pay for my rent. That's the only way I think it's, it's a good deal. At saying that, if it, it's just another job, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's just another job so it's hard work because all it takes is for one of them not to pay or to get on the wrong side of and um, I just don't think that there's enough skin in the game plus you've spent money renovating it and
1: stuff like that yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think it's quite high risk
0: high is risk it, low reward
1: is it Australia that's ever appealed to you? no, uh, no. what about SA? Uh, service accommodation
0: I think is a good it's all about location though with that yeah. location and spec I think all the seaside towns how would that work in Gillingham? I don't think it would. <laughs> no, we've all done Jewish, but I don't think it would. Um, I've looked into it, but the yep. numbers for me, it just doesn't make sense because it's very short term, short term, like short term. Right. It's high turnover, right. isn't it? It's high turnover, high turnover, high turnover, A lot of work, a lot of graft, a lot of maintenance. Whereas I would rather a group that know each other, 11 months, job done. Yeah. So, yep. No, one hit, boof, sorted rather than loads of little hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can argue that the numbers are better, but then the work's higher. So it's high work, high, high reward. Um, so yeah, and, and I think the days are numbered for it. Yeah. Because in London, you can only rent it out three, three months of the year. <laughs> days, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and whatever happens in London usually gets rolled out. Mm. So, See,
1: I was up in Edinburgh and mm. I stayed in a, a service accommodation um, from some lady. She's had it on Airbnb for, for years and years, and I just had to look through her feedback book, and you could tell she was a fantastic host because – Everybody's come there from all around the world, mm-hmm. and I felt really sorry for this woman because she said Edinburgh Council have now just stopped her from doing essays. All oh, right. And what they've done is Edinburgh Council themselves have started to build like essay type buildings because yeah. they've seen how lucrative it's been for everybody else, yeah. and they're chopping people off from doing it. Oh, wow. And she had apartments over overlooking Edinburgh Castle, so they yeah. were fantastic places to stay. And you know, for night could a night, it was it was superb. Fun, but yeah. like you say, I think. I feel the days are numbered, and I think there's some real, real hot players in the SA game. Yeah. I'm actually going to get one on a podcast. Real, real young chap, mm. 21, really smashing it in the game years. So I just don't understand it. Hence the reason why I want to speak to him yeah. and pick his brains and find out yeah. how it is and how it all works. Not yeah. that it's... For me... It's a new build and a HMO strategy, but yeah. um, you know, with the young whippersnappers coming up and I, behind us, I want to know what the whole...
0: Exactly. And, and that's where I think, it, it, yes, it's a young person's game, if it, yeah. so to speak, because you've got to have time on your hands. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a family, you've got a full-time job uh, that pays well, yeah. you, you kind of feel oh, do I really want to go around there and clean before? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah. I said, it's high work, high reward, but that's why I think, yeah, if you're young... You got not much to lose. You have got no commitments. Absolutely, go and smash yeah. it, go and yeah. grab it. Yeah.
1: Okay, no, good stuff. Well, before I wrap it up, Craig, I wanted to ask you one thing. Yes, when you when you do one of your deals, say for example, you've bought a HMO. Um, in this day and age, how do you go about funding it? Now that
0: I'm established, yep. I've done a lot of graft in terms of I speak to a lot of agents, uh, stuff like that. I'm. I pretty much the deals come to me, right? Um, okay. I've got landlords that know that I source as well. Right. Um, in fact, I got a text yesterday which I'll show you in a minute where, where a landlord said, look Craig, we're thinking about selling up. Going back to the old, uh, the old school landlords. Right. They've had this house since 1995. Got a lot of equity in it. Is it. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. Um, and they're looking to release it because of, um, yeah, the, the, I guess the tax is going to sting them. So they yeah. think, do you know what, we're going to cash out. Okay. That's it. Um, so yeah, w- how do I find my deals? It would be mainly right move Mm-hmm. if I'm going to be proactive yeah but most of the time I'd say a lot of agents ring me up because this is it this is my no bullshit approach if I say I'm going to do something I'll follow through with it, get it and they, yeah. they know that if i and, and yeah and and I'll and I'll say to them as well look if you get me the deal I'll use your solicitors I'll use your recommended broker so you get a kick back out of it yeah so everyone wins everyone gets a little bit of a yeah keeping the circle all in-house yeah exactly. so
1: yeah. how do you go about funding a deal nowadays then so how when you yeah, so now I'm, I'm just reaching out to JV.
0: So how okay. I would structure that is I would go 50-50 with yourself. Okay. I would source it. I would renovate it. I would find tenants for it and then I would manage it. Right. All, all you would need to do is fund it. Right. So it, it's very much... And, and, and you, you split, split the rent. And we split... Uh, so yeah, but you get paid first. Yeah. So you, every penny that you put in, I don't take a penny out of the rent until you're fully paid back. Right, okay. okay. So you do that anyway with a normal vet. Even if yeah, you yeah, did it yourself, yeah. you'd sit back and wait the money. So that's... Yeah, so that's the the first point. And the second point is once you've been paid back, then we're 50-50 on the rent going forward. Okay, okay. So I'm very much on the long long game now because I source properties for people and I thought, you know what, I've, I'm selling it cheap. You'll pay me five grand, but I'm giving you a long-term investment. I'm putting my heart and soul into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm attaching my agency to it, which has got a, a good bit of clout in the area.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm getting you a, a, an income-generating asset which appreciates in value yeah. for life for five grand. I yeah, said that's yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know what, that's very short term, and um, for a market which is oh, saturated and stuff like that. If, if this was like a, ma- if this was London, we're in a massive city. There's countless options. Yeah, fine, I'll, I'll sit there and milk it all that. But that's not the case at all. It's it's student lets. It's a small area. There's certain houses that will. That will thrive. Um, they've got to be a certain size. You've got to have the bar- multiple bathrooms now. Yeah. So it, the, the options are a lot less. So it, it's more lucrative in that sense. It's more, um, what's the word? Uh, the precious because okay. there's there's few of them. Yeah, and yeah, it's a very confined space. So I thought, do you know what? Rather than selling short, there's got to be a better way that I can get some more more of this long term. Um, and so yeah, I've, do you know what? Instagram. Let's do the JV options, See where it goes. And mate, it's oh, people have kicked yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's fantastic, that mate. Mm-hmm. Really fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, 2020, where do you want to be at the end of it? What's the goals for the end of 2020? 2020, so yeah, I want to increase my income uh, by 15%. Um,
0: I want to, I've, I've outlined these in um, in Instagram. But yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so uh, so I always keep my goals very short and sweet. Yeah. So I stay focused on it if I hit them fantastic, I reward myself. So yeah, main one is income get that increase by 15%. Next one is properties purchase. I want to get at least four over the line this year. That's for yourself that's personally, that's, yeah? Yeah, okay. exactly. And um, com- uh, travel, what do I do as well? Uh, countries travelled, I think I've done three this year. Okay. So I want to, I want to travel to some companies. And um, body weight, so I just want to trim up. Trim, I've, yeah? I've got my wedding this year, yeah. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, So, yeah, I'll keep it very short and sweet. And... Um, yeah, obviously, I've got, I've got a little bit of company goals. I want to grow the business here as well. Yeah, um, I want to, um, yeah, try and step out of the business a little bit more. Um, cause I'm very hands on. I think that's yeah. It's, You're it's still something... very
1: much working in the business, so yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd yeah.
0: say so at the moment, but I'm I'm delegating now, which is right, yeah, right. which is hard for me. You know, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm learning and I'm doing it, and um, so yeah, eventually uh, promote my team and then step out. But yeah, not completely. Step out at the moment, but yeah, yeah, just I say by the end of 2020, I just want to maybe work three days a week.
1: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, 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 so yeah. I can
0: focus on the, the, the JV side more and yeah. build, build up that. Portfolio. I think
1: ultimately, mm. if you haven't got time, then what's the point? You know, mm. I mean, the whole mm. point of staying up right. a business is you can decide what you do with your time, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think time's an asset, you're never really going to get back, so once it's gone, it's gone. That's right, so man. yeah, that's a fantastic goal. Yeah. Yeah, so wrap it up, uh, Craig. I've got a couple of quick fire questions. Yes. I'll start with, um, what do you wish you'd known when you started out that you know now? Um,
0: I wish that. Yeah, if I was, I guess I think it goes back to the. I wish I, I would have started sooner. Started sooner. Yeah, because yeah, um, cool. you just got to put some some faith in yourself, you know. Like, and you you'll be surprised at what you can achieve when you when you've left that independent job and you know it's your actions that bring in the income bang you, you, you and you're a grafter you say jesus why didn't i do this before i yeah. was doing this for someone else yeah, yeah no wonder yeah. they they wanted me to stay no wonder they gave me the promotion so yeah if you're ticking those boxes yeah you, you, i think you could make
1: some real money by yourself oh fantastic mm-hmm. uh next question what's something you failed at in life or business failed at mm. which just sticks in your head yeah i think delegation
0: i, I think okay. i'm very much in the business now um yeah. To my detriment, I think as my life changes, as I get kids and stuff, I'm going to have to come out. Otherwise, the missus is going to kill me. She, she will kill you. you know? yeah. I sp- yeah, I spend a lot of time in the business, a lot of hours. So I'll say in that sense, I've failed at the work-life balance. Right, okay. Um, okay. But I'm improving on it. Oh, know? fantastic. So it's something yeah, that yeah. I'm putting, bringing to the forefront. Because I've I've, I've I've, kind of set that set that
1: tone, I, I'm bringing that to the forefront now so I can mm-hmm. have that work-life balance later on. Great. So what's uh, next question, what's something in property right now that you're curious about might be a a different strategy something that's pricking your ears you're thinking oh i'm a little bit curious about that i want to explore that a little
0: bit more i'm curious of how the university degrees are going to pan out like whether they're going to be digital because there's like open university and stuff like that yeah Um, i think the university and when that happens or if that happens how that's going to have a knock-on effect not just on, on my business but also on the university hall's they right. have been built these are purpose built halls these are massive predominant blocks in every city you go to yeah. but what happens when people say do you know what the power of the degree now isn't what it was and everything you can learn you can learn online and you can learn it from home yeah, yeah. that that I'm curious about that I'm thinking okay how's that going to fit? I know it's not anytime soon
1: but so it's that something could, yeah, that
0: yeah, right. I've got to keep at the back of my mind, going for, looking that forward. That could really disrupt. Okay, uh, that's it. It, it. Yeah, it make or break. The, it, yeah.
1: yeah what's your on the back of that? What's your thoughts on the council trying to impose this or thinking about imposing single room council tax?
0: Oh, I love it because yeah. council <laughs> students are exempt. Yeah, so I was like, please bring that in because then this Becomes like a little gold mine because all, all the investors are going to come to students, yeah, yeah. Uh, people are going to look at letting agencies as you know what, this is a money saver, yeah, it's, it's yeah. more profitable. So, as soon as that came in, I, I landlords
1: like ran to the hills screaming, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh my
0: god, we're gonna die! But I was like, Students are exempt.
1: So, I'm <laughs> it's good. really weird you say that because uh, when when we were speaking to May Green or when they were talking you could see that we're a little bit concerned about because they yeah. do professional let yeah. so yeah. yeah I suppose it's, uh, it's funny to see your reaction yeah. a big smile and yeah. somebody <laughs> else's reaction can be oh I'm a little bit nervous about this yeah I can totally get it yeah, yeah. absolutely no fantastic Ooh. last one for you Craig what's um one vice or naughty pleasure you can't live without <laughs> I was going straight
0: away I was going to say <laughs> right move <laughs> such a kind of like yeah all the time and an addict on it um it's gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be my coffee, man. I love my coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's that's the guilty pressure I have. My missus says you drink. I must drink about eight cups a day on
1: it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Keep you fil- Keep yourself fueled. Keep, and keep yourself
0: fueled sharp. Yeah, and um, I think it's got to a point now where it doesn't do anything. But I'm really? still, I'm I noticed
1: hard. that bottle of pink gin on your table.
0: Actually, <laughs> yeah, that was from uh, one of my landlords actually um but yeah i do love a bit of pink gin as well yeah oh, fantastic
1: yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah. Yeah. well craig thanks very much mate i really appreciate it and the whole like i said to you earlier on this whole point of this podcast is really to kind of uh get the younger lot thinking you know like mm. you said you yeah. had the fire in your belly you had the uplift from watching programs like uh homes under the hammer and seeing your old man grafting mm. getting out on site with him so you know i hope this podcast relates to somebody out there and they think you know what i heard jane and craig on that podcast you know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to sell some shirts on eBay. Yeah. I probably wouldn't advise that right now because yeah. eBay is totally different. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. a pot of money together and I'm just going to do this. Mm. Uh, absolutely. And and I would recommend anyone
0: to, yeah, if you've got any itch and desire to be your own boss, just start thinking of how you're going to do it. But yeah, the, my message, if I'm going to get anything to across to anyone, is that uh, live below your means, save your money, earn as much money as you can. And you, you watch, you, you just have that freedom yeah so no faking it till you make it no faking it no no getting any like um, like 40 grand cars on tick and stuff like that just keep you below your means and it'll just yeah it's just that less hassle and it gives you more freedom
1: no fantastic now if anybody wants to get in contact with you or find you where can they find you um, main the
0: main way would be Instagram uh, Property Apprentice um, but feel free to yeah come come to the office if you're local to Gillingham or, or Medway um, the office is always open I'm always happy to chat if I'm free um, and we're based in, um, yeah, Baden Road, Gillingham and Kent, ME7, 1QZ. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks very
1: much, Greg. No Cheers. Thanks
0: for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become.